I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Six, 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 Linda. Well, Hugh, you better go ahead and explain what you mean by that, because what just popped into my head is probably darker. (laughs) (laughs) It should be easy. The sixth commitment ceremony, six couples, but would we have six at the end? Well, I'm thinking 666 is the number of the beast and I'm picturing Harrison with horns. (laughs) That's going to come later on. Let's talk about the first couple, Melinda and Leighton. In fairness to Melinda and Leighton, I think they're true to form. I think they've always had issues and I think that they're ready, willing and able to address them on the couch. I think that they're willing to listen to the direction that the experts give them. And I honestly think that they try to put it into practice during the following week. So I'm not entirely surprised that they wrote stay. I think they were looking for some advice and they're they're willing to put that into action. Yeah, they are genuine because they come They discuss their issues in a genuine way. They're heartfelt in their problems and they're heartfelt in trying to find solutions. Yeah, they know they have problems and they're ready to admit that. They're not trying to brush anything up to the car, but they bring them to the couch with them every week and and put them out there on the table and and they they look for the expert's opinion on it. Mm. Do you think John is too hard on Leighton? I think he dislikes him. I do. And I kind Mm. of thought that from the get-go. There's something about those two. I don't know whether John is threatened by by Leighton or something. I don't know what it is, but I, I think he's, he you know, I think my comment to you during the episode was, there he goes again, picking on the wrong person. Yeah. His issue with Leighton was that Leighton, as he saw, challenged the experiment because he didn't want to do one of the tasks, actually two, because I initially thought it was just this week. But yeah, he went back, the, the piece went back that he had been troublesome with the eye gazing task as well. But, you know, that's not the worst crime in the world compared to the crimes that are being committed left, right and centre in this experiment with people not taking it seriously, people coming in with baggage that they haven't disclosed. And yet Leighton is being criticised like this for having genuine insecurities about the experiment and he's finding the experiment difficult. And John says, guess what? It's meant to be difficult. Well, if it's meant to be difficult, it's no surprise that somebody would have a problem. True, I agree. And he's getting absolutely no help with his insecurities because the experts are nowhere to be seen during the week. I know. And then on, on the couch, in fairness, generally what, what, what John says about his insecurities is deal with it. Mel was asked how she felt all these insecurities and Leighton being very black and white, how it affected the relationship. She felt resented over him, snubbing it. Uh, she felt rejected, abandoned. And but Leighton didn't want to hear those words. Well, I don't think he stopped her from saying it. I think he did hear them. Um, he did ultimately apologise, and he did he did stress from the get go that he he understood how um Melinda felt. But you know, Leighton's a man in his own right, and he's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, and his feelings as well. Yeah, I get it from what you're saying, though. You don't accept the criticism that the experts have of Leighton. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that he should fundamentally change his personality. He is who he is. He's not a bad person. He's not a malicious person. Mm. He's not a vindictive person. Okay, so he has a little bit of problem letting other people in, but that's how he's lived his life. And I don't think it's going to happen over the seven, eight weeks in an experiment. I think that's going to be a much longer drawn out process. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's actually fair enough because I suppose I've been trying to see the other side. I've been... I feel that John and and the experts have been very harsh and latent to the whole thing. And he has been 
I won't say vilified, but he's been questioned unreasonably, I thought. Um, it's interesting to know that you think kind of the same thing. I think on the flip side, are they picking on Leighton because there's hope for him? There is kind of some hope of him taking on board what the experts are saying. Whereas in some of the other couples, there's actually no point in even having an input because they're going to ignore it anyway. Yeah, I, th- I do think that, that, that they feel that he need these things need to be pointed out. He's working on hearing Mel more and addressing Mel's issues. He hears those words and he just wants to bury it all and not come out with the simple word, I'm sorry. I think he wants to. He just doesn't have the skills to. Okay. And they want to bring those skills out. Basically, yeah. Because if they're to go forward in the relationship, he's going to need to be able to say sorry. And he's going to be able to say sorry in a way that Melinda recognised and Melinda feels valued and appreciated and heard. But I do think he needs to do that while staying through to himself. I don't Mm. think he needs to change for Melinda. I think they need to compromise and mould into each other. Mm. But I don't think that either of them should have to change fundamentally. Interesting. Interesting. Do you find yourself uh, identifying with Leighton then? In some cases, yeah, okay. I, I'm probably very much set in my ways um, and I do find it difficult to compromise sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it all depends on... I'm saying, on yeah, like a stranger here. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> well, we both do, probably. It all depends on how much you want something and how willing yeah. you are to make it work. And and sometimes I do make compromises and I'm kicking myself after it. And I'm thinking <laughs> I've let myself down by making that compromise. I haven't stayed true to myself by making that compromise. Mm. Um, and that's probably how Leighton is feeling as well. And I feel, I feel like... As if I'm setting myself up to be hurt if I make a compromise. Okay. Unless I come out strong and stay strong. Mm. I'm just leaving myself wide open and deserve everything I get. You're willing to apologise though? I'd like to think so. Yeah, you are. If I'm wrong. Yeah. If I'm wrong, sometimes like I don't need anybody to give out to me because I feel more hurt and more upset over it than you can ever make me feel, Pew. All right. L- listen, we'll get you off the couch. You're not on the couch. <laughs> You're asking the questions, trying to do. We kind of let us down that path. Tani and Ollie. Oh, but they voted stay. They voted stay. And I think it was it was built up as being a very big deal, wasn't it? It was. Like it was going to be enough. oh, this big revelation that Ollie was going to have. And I'm kind of thinking, what? What in the name of God could this be? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit disappointing, though. <laughs> it was. They, they really built it up. And, and But you see, the clue was in the fact when they came on the couch, and he said things felt different after the task. He said he had a doozy. Yeah, a doozy. Well, that we didn't quite know what that was. I had an idea that that was sort of a roadblock or a bit of a row or something like that. Again, our Aussie listeners will email us about that one. But what I noticed was that he would say a sentence, she would say a sentence, he would say a sentence, she would say a sentence. This was not that much of a doozy because they were still doing what they always do, which is work as a team. Yeah, but, you know, I suppose I my opinion of a doozy was that he had a, a great week. And it's certainly, <laughs> like, from, I don't know whether I was watching different episodes, but I yeah. thought they did seem to have a great week. I yeah. thought that, you know, they both engaged really well in the in the swapping tasks. Yeah. I think that they, they looked forward to seeing each other when they did come back together. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't, I didn't understand where he was coming from. Uh, what negative vibes could he possibly have had? Okay. Well, what he said was, the exact words he said was, he wanted to be doing the task with her, this task with her. And that was his issue. And he put forward this as a great big roadblock. And I looked at you and you looked at me and we said, we never heard about this. Yeah, it was a surprise coming from us. And the fact that he was kind of um, passive with her when she came back. He didn't engage with her, he didn't talk to her, um, you know, and he admitted that. And 
Yeah. It, it left, didn't see it. It left us all a bit confused. It really sounded like they said, oh, we can't sit here again with absolutely no issues whatsoever. And probably they were asked, come on, there must be something. I said, well, we had a little bit of a this and a little bit of a that around the time of the task. And they made a great big mountain out of a molehill to give us something to talk about. Yeah. And if he does feel kind of um, inferior in relationship and he feels he's not good enough in a relationship, like he has done a good job thus far to hide it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's to be commended. Yeah. Um, it's obviously very deeply buried down because I would have said that he was quite a, a confident, assertive um, person. I thought he was very willing to compromise and very willing to give as much as he got from the relationship. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where that was coming from. That blindsided me. And they had the piece though. though Tanny, Tanny turns around and she said she supported him. She told him that he's good enough. Uh, they re-emphasised about communication. They voted stay. And then a very dramatic piece just to add a little bit of drama. John called and said, one more thing, Ollie. And he said to him, you did right by bringing out your feelings and talking about your problem. Yeah, and, and letting yourself be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and I think he, he kind of did that really to, to tell the group, just to show the group, look, you can do that. And this is a safe space to do it. If you ask me, he did it just to fill out the time because there's six couples now and he wanted to give them some bit of airtime and some bit of a, I don't know, some bit of an issue on the couch. Yeah, they did. They did have a little bit longer on the couch. All of the couples I thought had a bit longer on the couch than they yeah. normally do. Yeah. Well, it is the last one. Mm. It is the last one. Evelyn Rupert were up next. Now, the most amazing thing then happened with Evelyn. Evelyn wanted to make a statement. I mean, where the bloody hell did she think she was? The House of Commons? Yeah, no, I know. I thought that was funny as well. Um, but I was I was dying to know what she was going to say. And I had, I had a feeling she was going to call out Harrison, but I didn't really know why. And then when she said, like, accused him of interfering with her relationship, I was kind of thinking, what? Did he? It was, I remember the butt dial, but am I watching the same episode as everybody else? But you should have been no surprise to you, because let's face it, Evelyn is built around confronting Harrison. Evelyn's whole aim of the game is confronting Harrison. She'd be far better off concentrating on her relationship with Rupert than confronting Harrison all the time. But there really is no relationship with Rupert. They're yeah. friends. That's there's it. still no intimacy. There's still no nothing. Mm. I do. I was very surprised when she said that she felt undervalued and underappreciated by Rupert because I think he did make an effort. He's the only one that sent flowers. You know, he brought her that cup of tea in the morning with the with the rose from the bunch she'd given her. I, I actually thought he made an effort. So I was surprised when she said she felt undervalued and not appreciated. His excuse, though, if I'm to understand correctly now, correct me if I'm wrong. His excuse for not doing these things is that he feels he doesn't have a hope with her anyway. Yes. That it? And that was the excuse a couple of weeks ago. And right. I heard it a couple of weeks ago and I understood mm. it a couple of weeks ago. Now I think he's saying it because, you know, he absolutely knows that she doesn't want to have a bar of him. Yeah. They've had that discussion. And now he's kind of thinking, I'm going to make a tick of myself if I if I lavish compliments on her and do all of these things with her and act as if I'm crazy about her because I actually don't stand a chance. We're never going to be more than friends. There's nothing between us. I was really frustrated watching it. I really was because the expert's reaction was just like they would have been if a couple were maybe on week two and had these sort of roadblocks where they just weren't opening up about each other and they needed to let down their walls and all this kind of thing. We're way beyond that now. They've been in this for a good four weeks now. I know. And why has Alessandra or anybody else not called him out about the intimacy? Yeah, come on. It's, it's a bit unbelievable, isn't it? 
look, it's just keep Evelyn in because she's good and she challenges Harrison and she's a good female role model and Rupert is just the accessory and we'll pretend there's a relationship there. I know, but I mean, I don't agree with Evelyn like making an idiot out of Rupert either by calling him out on national TV really saying, oh, you're not making an effort. So putting him in a position where he does have to make an effort and then she's going to reject him anyway. Exactly. And they both know that. He knows there's utterly no point. Yeah, so he feels stupid and, and I don't blame him. Mm. But that said, I am glad Evelyn is in. I loved her calling now, Harrison. I actually did enjoy her calling now, Harrison. Yeah. And if she felt that he interfered in the relationship, whatever he did, I think it's about the butt oil. I'm assuming it's about the butt oil. Something yeah, has to do with butt she's oil. still sensitive over that one. Oh, yeah. God. I can't think of any other way that he actually interfered in the relationship. I think other people should have called him out from the couch a long time ago and identified his bad behaviour. That said, the experts still ignored it. Yeah. Well, it's the expert's job to do that anyway. You know, th- this thing of expecting the other couples to chip in and do the work of the experts. I mean, this is obviously just a great drama and friction between them if that's going on. The experts didn't tackle Harrison for a reason. Oh, yeah. And that's because the producers wanted Harrison to stay in. They absolutely want him to stay in. Yeah. Just, it's, it's, it's the, as they see it, their ratings were around the whole centre of the show at the moment. It looks like they got what they wanted. Yeah, it does. So have we given up more or less on, on Evelyn and Rupert? Ah, yeah. Yeah. We kind of gave up after ah, week two, didn't we? Just, it's just... It's dead in the water. Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know something, they get on okay and look, he's, he's a nice guy and all that sort of thing and he's going to do okay out of it. She's definitely going to do okay out of it and um, let them sail off into the sunset. But as I said in last week, they are just as fake as Harrison and Bronte, but the fakeness is not the problem of Harrison and Bronte. It's just the, the toxicity of Harrison it's and Bronte that's the problem. But look, we'll get to Yeah, Harrison exactly. We're doing it now. Unfortunately, We're yeah. I know, jumping ahead, giving them yeah, too much airtime. Yeah, yeah. They voted to stay. That's that. Lyndall and Cameron up next. Talk to me about Lyndall and Cameron. Help me here. Again, it was the same old story. Lyndall looking completely devastated mm. when she got to the couch as if, you know, her whole world had fallen apart. And yet she was smiling and laughing when they both said they were going to stay. It was like, oh my God, yeah, I've got so much hope again. <laughs> what? Like, I, I don't know what to do with that at all. Like, Lyndall, he's told you in no uncertain terms that he doesn't want to make an effort, that he doesn't want to compromise. No. So why is this coming as such a shock to you? He couldn't even say the word. It was crying out for the word to be used. And what he said, how we are going to approach this rather than how we're going to compromise. Yeah, that's exactly you it. You can't even yeah. say the word. Yeah, but you well, know. Alessandro then called him out and asked him, was he going to compromise? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But he couldn't say what that compromise looked like. Yeah. And then I'm wondering, why would Lyndall want to go and see his battle axe mother? <laughs> like, why would she want to put herself through that? Because that's only going to end in misery. Yeah. Lyndall yeah. will be up there, isolated, away from her family and friends completely, away from the security as such of the studio and her own apartment. There has to be an element at this stage of we've come this far. It's only really one more week or so. I get to go home, although she's not going to get to home. It's going to be to Cameron's place, isn't it? It is. Maybe it's just I've come this far. I'll get to final vows and I'll if I'm going to kick him in the balls, I'll kick him in the balls at final vows. Well, I think what's going to happen is one or two things are going to happen. Either the mother makes an appearance and she causes drama or she doesn't make an appearance at all. I don't know. And she causes drama by not making appearance. Ah, no, 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 no. I feel cheated if the mother doesn't appear. Well, look, I think, I still think if she doesn't, she's making a statement saying, oh, no, I don't believe in this and I don't think this is going to work and my poor son and all of this. So it's going to cause drama either way. But it will be interesting to see how she fits into his lifestyle. What did you think of the list that she had of words that Cameron is poor on? 
And the struggle that he has. I thought she was very considered. Yeah. I thought she was very, displayed a very high degree of emotional intelligence. Mm. Um, I think that maybe she was holding it in for far too long. And yes, she's a clever girl. She's an mm. emotionally intelligent girl. And she knows bloody well that these are discussions they should have had a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So again, why has she not had those discussions? Like, I think in her heart of hearts, she knows what the result is going to be. And she's just kind of putting off the inevitable. She said she was scared of Cameron's reaction. Okay. And I thought the experts were like, wow, but they never explored it. It was an awful pity, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they should have. But then again, if they had explored it there and then, yeah, it might have just fallen apart. Yeah. Like a house of cards there and then in front of their eyes. Yeah. So I think they were better off just leaving that one aside and getting another week out of them for homestays. Yeah. Like, again, that they went over with Cameron about compromising. And he gave me absolutely no hope that he's going to try and compromise. I don't think Cameron understood what's been asked of him. Hmm. I think that was the problem. He doesn't understand what it's like to compromise. I don't think he's ever had to compromise. He spent an awful lot of time either with his mother or on his own. Yeah. Out back or out in the wild wherever <laughs> yeah is on his own. <laughs> yeah. Far I, away from civilization. I, I get. <laughs> and phones. I, what I just want to know is this, right? He's a carpenter, right? He's gone out walking with wood somewhere. Okay. What's he doing with wood that there's no other people around helping? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't because, get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of saying myself. And, and it, but it's obviously very important to him. So I'm thinking it's some sort of humanitarian project that he's doing. Uh, yeah, well, can he not take her along or something? I, I don't get it. Like if, if he's a miner, Right, if he's a miner, let's say, well, you can only mine where there's mines. Okay, number mm. one. And number two, the purpose of a mine is to take something out and stick it on a train or stick it on the back of a lorry and then someone takes it away. It's to mine, it's to get it out of the ground. So there's no other people involved other than you, the miners. I don't get the carpentry thing. I just don't help me. Somebody Okay, help I don't me get the mining one. thing. But however, no, the mining <laughs> doesn't involve people. The point is the mining doesn't involve people. I can understand that you're out there. It involves people to get the, the ore or whatever out of the ground. Yeah. But the, with the carpentry, it involves wood. So you're building something. What are you building? That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. I'm assuming it's some sort of a humanitarian project. I'm assuming he's, I don't know, building houses or yeah houses where people live yeah so there must but be maybe something there are indigenous communities that don't oh. have anywhere to live or something like that oh, the it's Abbey's a humanitarian right. okay. Okay. humanitarian project whereas when you're mining yes of course there's people involved because there's teams of you down in the mines yeah there's but miners to, there's people to, to to sort out the equipment and fix the equipment and mm. service the mm. equipment mm-hmm. and then there's trucks coming and going to take the the materials away I assume yeah so it's, a, it's, a, it's an industry mining is an industry what Cameron seems to do is some sort of a solo act because he doesn't speak to people from weeks on ends. Oh, once again, we just don't know enough about these things, do we? Well, there you go. It's yeah, all maybe. on the surface. But yeah. anyway, we don't believe him regardless. We always, we just think it's an excuse. If, to quote Shannon, it was somebody there who was was able to blow him away and he really did love them, then he wouldn't think twice about doing it, would he? There you go. He did say, I would have moved for love. Yeah. So that's telling me, well, you haven't found love. Yeah. What, and what, if he hasn't found it so far, I don't think he's going to find it next week. What are we arguing about it over here in Dublin for it's We're wasting our time. Sure, it doesn't matter. It, it's all about the relationship and the relationship isn't good enough. Alyssa and Duncan. Oh. These two break my heart too. Yeah. Alyssa oh. breaks my heart. 
Poor old Duncan. Well, speaking of hearts, it starts, things started off with Duncan pouring out his heart. Yeah. And, you know, he, he got his point across. Uh, he was articulate, I thought. Uh, I felt quite sorry for him. He wasn't judgmental. Again, like he always does, he ticks all the boxes. He does everything right. And what was he met by with Alyssa? How dare you cry? You never told me you cried. I didn't give you any permission to cry. That wasn't in the storyline, you know. And she, up until that point, she kind of had her hand on his back. Mm. And then when she heard that he was upset about it and he cried, her hand literally came off his back and her whole demeanour changed and her body language changed. Like, Yeah. And she took, it, she took it out on Alessandra. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, 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 crying is my territory. And what did she do? Yeah, I know. She Well, she can cry away all she likes. But here's the thing. She said to her, well, she said, well, he's telling us. Yeah, but he's telling you and not me. Yeah, well, she had a point. She did have a point. But I do I believe that Duncan hadn't tried to express how he felt. I absolutely believe he did try and express how mm. he felt. And he was met with the same stonewalling that Alyssa always does, even when they got back onto the couch with the other participants. And he said, do you want a t-shirt? No. Um, would you like a hug? No. Would you like to spend time again tomorrow? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'll think about it tomorrow. Yeah. Do, do, do you, know. you know, will it happen tomorrow? Well, it might be a week. Yeah, uh, because so I, I might need time to myself. What am I meant to do in the meantime? Well, you just have to wait. Yeah, that's exactly it. And well, I don't know how long you're going to have to wait, but you're going to have to wait. So I, he's, she's stonewalling him all of the time. Again, I just think that there's something has happened in that relationship that's, that we're not being shown on TV. I can't, or Melissa is some sort of an absolute bitch. There's a major disconnect between them. I've been saying that for the last while. Uh, she just does not care one jot in Drift to be told about his feelings. Uh, the whole thing just smacks of, I'm afraid, it just smacks of falseness. Yeah, I think. There's no other way about it. You know, it. Alyssa doesn't want to be there. So she, write, leave Alyssa. Why do you keep writing, stay? She's mentally checked out anyway. If yeah. she hasn't physically checked out, she's mentally checked out. You know, because that's what she wants to do. And again, I can't understand and I can't believe that for one minute that they were having that conversation but I had to go home to my son as if he wasn't aware that she was leaving to yeah. go home to her son. Yeah. Was that a surprise to him? I think he would have had an idea when she was gone. Well, if, there you go. If they are living in the one apartment and they're small apartments like. Yeah, he would have to have known. I mean, certainly from as far as we were concerned he, she just up and left during a conversation that he was trying to have with her. Um, but look, again, a lot of things went on behind closed doors that we probably won't know about with those two. And in relation to those two, don't really care. No, we're kind of not really invested in them, are we? No, not at this stage. You know, I did have high hopes for them in the beginning. Mm. Um, but after, oh, I don't know. There's something gone wrong there. There was too much of a change and it, it kind of a smacks of the whole... Olivia story from last year in that mm. you know Olivia was all sweetness and light until she wasn't yeah and the same with Alyssa she was all sweetness and light until she wasn't and then the red lipstick and the the, the dress came out the yeah. sort of revenge dress came out 100% and there was a time where Alyssa was dressing in red and she had the red lipstick on mm. and I brought that up and I went whoa her whole image changed yeah now she did kind of look quite soft on, on the couch this week yeah Um. but and she did start off being soft but again, it got that changed when, when Duncan dared to step out of the lines. Yeah. What, even if we could just bring ourselves to the general relationship advice that people got from the programme, which is probably what we're better off doing at this stage. I thought Alessandra put it very well because she said, you need to listen to him. And maybe it's a thing that sometimes women don't listen to men when they come out with stuff uh, and are open and let their walls down because he's simply not going to tell you again. Hugh, 
<laughs> That's a really stupid thing to say if you don't mind saying, because sometimes okay. men don't listen to women. So oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm no. not saying it. All right. So hold on. Just because one sex makes a problem, you shouldn't think about it with the other sex. No, you should. But like, I mean, it goes both ways. Okay. So, you know, maybe women should listen okay. to Okay. Was I being sexist should... there? Is that yeah. what you're saying? All right. I apologise for that. 100%. I apologise for that. That was not intentional. <laughs> oh, I know. That was not intentional. You're the least sexist person I've ever met. <laughs> and that's why I have to call you out on when you make a comment like that. It's like, what? Where did that come from? My comment was more based on other people's sexism. Duncan is good at expressing his feelings. Yeah. He, he is, is good at that. He's very good. And he him, does it in know, a very PC way. He does. And his language and everything else. I've said it before. You know, I, I do my best in my daily life and in my relationship. But my God, he, he's textbook by times. He really is the what he does. And what she was saying was, you know, you've got to listen because if you don't listen to your partner, OK, we'll take off the man woman stuff. If you don't listen to your partner, I love to smile your face. If you don't listen to your partner, they won't tell you again. So you've got to be open to hearing somebody when they are being open. Yeah. And like, you know, she was upset about it. Well, hang on, Alyssa, why are you upset about it? He's the one who was actually talking about how he felt. Yeah. It's not about you, Alyssa. It's about him for mm. change. So just, you know, should have yeah. been listening to him. Let Ag- him have a say. Acknowledging somebody's feelings doesn't mean you're admitting necessarily you're in the wrong. You can acknowledge their feelings as almost as a separate issue. 100%. I completely agree with that statement. Almost as a separate issue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, here we go. Take a breath. <laughs> Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> we kind of knew there was something big going to happen because, let's face it, there was a lot of the show still remaining and there was only one couple due to be called. Oh, God. And it went on for quite a while. It was ludicrous. It was ludicrous. It just made a sham of the whole show. Again. Well, just the opening even was a sham. Either Alyssa or Alessandra made a reference to the fact that she was she wasn't at the dinner party, which was feckin' weird. She 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 boycotted. They used the word actually. She boycotted the dinner party, and she said, "I was so sad I wasn't there." And then it was she just, made a decision not to go, and then it was gone. Yeah. There was nothing then. There was no reference to it then. But nobody said to her exactly. She should have been. Well, why weren't you there? Yeah. Like, what was it? You know, I'm kind of thinking now that she wasn't there because of storming off on the girls' night, and she was embarrassed about her behaviour, and mm. she couldn't face the girls. I mean, yeah, I'd be embarrassed about my behaviour if I did that as well, Bronte. And I wouldn't want to face the girls. She's completely alienated herself from the group. Yeah. So, and I think she just didn't want to take the criticism she was going to get. Ah, uh, yeah, but it, it just didn't make sense. It, it it still doesn't make sense. I I think it was more than that why she didn't go to the dinner party. But it's kind of by the by. I just thought it was interesting that they made a statement. She gave absolutely no answer, and then they just moved quickly on. Why do they even bother? Yeah, I, look, I don't know why they bother with those two at all. In fairness, did you see when they were all calling Harris now, and they're all when Evelyn mm. was on the couch, and they were all saying, "Oh, Harrison, you do this and you do that." Bronte genuinely looked upset and mortified and didn't know where to put herself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, I really did think, and she was second guessing things and just saying, oh, my God, like everybody hates this guy. They obviously have these strong feelings for a reason. Um, and how am I going to recover from this? And how am I going to stand up and support him? You know, and yet, again, she makes a tit out of herself on the couch. Yeah. By saying, oh, I, you know, I believe I want to make a go of this and I, I believe there's something there. And if he only sees where I come from, yeah. well, then that will make everything better because he's going to see my life. Bronte, what do you think you're going to show him? <laughs> like, I, I'm dying to know what she's going to show him that's going to make him change his mind. No, because they've been through the mill. 
She's seen every bad behaviour she can possibly see from him. He's put up these boundaries around her. Like, he's wrapped her up in, in, in sort of gagging tape. Well, it's certainly not cotton wool. No. And the, the two boundaries, like, the two... <laughs> Again, yeah, don't blame you laughing. It's like... The, the first boundary is you're not to say that you're going to leave, yeah. right? And he dumped her by text. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the first one, right? So, you know, you're not to get angry and say that you're going to leave. Are you going to quit? That's the first one, right? Because he doesn't do that. And the other one is that you're to criticise, you can criticise behaviour, but not the person's character, right? And that's why he felt so slighted because she called him fake in a gaslighter. And that's exactly what he called her. I know. And, and that then was, some. That was the brilliance, I have to say, of the interrogation that he got. Because he finally did get an interrogation. Can we agree on that? He kind of got a bit of an interrogation. Yeah, not enough. We, not we enough. Do, Oh yeah, not enough. I know that. But he did get some interrogation. And they called him out beautifully on that. Because they had the examples there that he broke his own code, this code that he invented, that he was wrapping her up and then that he dictated in the relationship. And guess what? He was breaking it left, right and centre. Yeah. And we had the proof because Lyndall was there. Good old Lyndall was there. <laughs> She's been there since the first commitment and ceremony. And nobody's listening to her. <laughs> and the same with Linda. Linda had examples where about the bikini thing and all of this. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody. But they've had loads of examples examples in the past. The experts mm. have had loads of examples in the past where people have called him out and they've called him out and again it's still glossed over. He genuinely couldn't remember though. Selective amnesia. <laughs> like <laughs> I get that from my 14 year old child. <gasps> Melissa was great though wasn't she? I genuinely don't believe you. Yeah she was. She was very good and, and I think Alyssa really wanted to go further with it. Mm. Melissa. Melissa. Wanted yeah. to go You're further with it. You're mixing up your Melissa's and Melissa's. I know Melissa's. Yeah yeah. But she she probably couldn't you know producers probably told her to, yeah. to, to lay off him Ugh, but Bronte again I have to go back to Bronte she just is no she's no backbone she just I, I, I'm struggling and I'm struggling if she is real and if she is feeling those things why are the producers why are the experts why are they letting Harrison away with treating her like that that girl needs psychiatric help yeah if she genuinely thinks there's something in that and she genuinely still has feelings for him she 100% needs psychiatric help or she certainly will do after the series has ended in a nutshell what she said was I think that it rang true with me and I don't know you could tell me if you've heard this much in in your own life is when people say when it's good it's good and when it's bad it's bad yeah have you heard people say of course that? I have yeah and yeah. I've heard loads of times yeah and I probably have used it in relationships myself okay in the past too when you kind of say when it's bad it's bad we do yeah we round when we have humdingers yeah but when it's good it's really really good but that would kind of imply that it's good for most of the time yeah okay so that will kind of counteract the bad times mm. so it's like what I'm saying I wouldn't mind having a really bad winter if I had a really good summer <laughs> yeah I could suffer through the bad winter I'd probably enjoy the bad winter if I could look forward to a really good summer I'll be John here I'll stop you right now I'll stop you right now you can't compare winter and summer and the seasons with a relationship because the thing about the seasons is they come regardless okay there'll always be a winter and the winter is a certain length and there'll always be a summer and the summer is a certain length in a relationship there doesn't have to be good times and bad times in equal measure there'll be some bad times and there'll be some good times but really and truly you can control when they're good and when they're bad largely no? well it's all about what you want to accept okay 
okay. It I really is. And what Bronte wants to accept is basically anything that Harrison is doling out. Like, is she that needy and that desperate to be loved? <sighs> In percentage terms, how much of it is because she's on a TV show? Yeah, we discussed this last week and okay. I, I don't think that that's anything to do with it at this point okay. in time. Zero? Yes, at this point I think it's zero. Really? I think she's way past wow, that. Okay. She's in far too deep. I think she is emotionally invested in this. I think she is naive. Oh, wow. Okay, I've just said the naive word. Um, I think that she's been taken for a ride. I I think, I don't know why she's not reading the signs. I don't know why she keeps putting herself through this. And that's Mm. probably my concern. Why does she keep putting herself through this week on week? What did you think of her explanation when she was asked that? Because she was. They, they, after she said stay, they didn't just say, they both said stay. They didn't just let them away with it. Their expert said, why? And especially to Bronte. And I think it was Melissa expressly said it to Bronte. Why? Why do you do it? You know? And I didn't get a satisfactory answer. Did you? I'm still left in limbo. I haven't a clue why. No, I, I don't know why either. Like, I actually don't even know what she said. I don't even remember what she, she said. She kind of spoke in riddles. It was just in riddles. I couldn't make much sense. She said, spoke about that she owns her shit and this kind of thing. And she felt, oh, she felt going to Perth would improve things. You know, that if he saw her and her environment. But of course, the whole bikini thing blew that wide apart. Well, like I said earlier on, what in the name of God? I'm dying to see what she's going to show him in Perth. Yeah. Because he has no interest in going to Perth. He's no, no interest in seeing her life. Yeah. He doesn't have any real interest in her mm. like we'll see her running around in her bikini well you know given the spoilers that we've already seen at the end of the show <laughs> I don't think that's not what's going to happen I somehow I don't think that's what's going to happen you're going to get your wish though her what? sister whose name is escaped me right now is going to be there Kira, 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 Kira. Kira. good Irish name yeah she's going to be there so that'll be good yeah well I hope she says that everything that Bronte should be saying looks like she's saying some of it by the spoiler good because you know and Bronte's a simp 100%. I'm sticking by that. She is just, yeah, I just hope her sister got all the common sense in that family because Bronte's none. Once again, though, it's looking like there's lots to look forward to next week. Oh, I'm so looking forward to next. I want to, I want to see how they live. <laughs> I want to see how they live. Like I really do, you know, because they've all been kind of talking it up and, you know, mm. oh, this happens and this time such a great life. I'm dying to see it. Dying to see it. Which one are you looking forward to most? I have one in my head right now. I think I'm looking forward to Cam and, yes. <laughs> and, and Lyndall. I really am looking forward to that. Yeah. Whether or not the mother makes an appearance, I'm, I'm looking oh, forward to Oh, the mother to has to make an appearance. I'll be so disappointed yeah. if the mother doesn't make an appearance. I'm kind of looking forward to, to Leighton and Melinda as well. I can't wait to see what kind of a lavish lifestyle they live. Yeah. Like I'm expecting penthouse apartments overlooking, <laughs> <laughs> overlooking the sea or overlooking the harbour or something. You know, really, really glamorous lifestyles. You did have a little sneaky Google though. Linda had a little sneaky Google to look up their net worth. I did. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree. That's the only, and that wasn't even a spoiler. No, that, I didn't no, no, ask no, where they fact. were. No, no. That was. I just wanted to get a fact. Yeah. And again, because you know, I would be one of those people who like love seeing how other, how the other half live, especially if it's glamorous and mm. you know what I aspire to. Oh, now I never have. They're not short of a bob or two. It would yeah. seem. So I'd like to see that translated. So they're the ones I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Evelyn and Rupert. No, it doesn't really do oh, for me. That's gone. Like Tanny you know. and Ollie Ugh. again doesn't really do like it's ah, all no, it's nice, nice and sweet and, and and you know perfect families and all of this kind of stuff and everybody loves each other and there's going to be no drama there Bronte and Harrison obviously Bronte we know how that's going to go so yeah. with Bronte and Harrison we'll kind of look forward to them because I'm really looking forward to Kira having her say and taking Harrison down a peg or two yeah 
Um, we're looking forward to Melinda and Leighton and obviously we're looking forward to Cam and Lyndall. I'm looking forward to though just getting out of Sydney and getting away from the apartments and getting out somewhere and different challenges in that it looks like they're sort of in the outback. I think we need that bit of a, a lift at this stage in the whole thing. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens then at the dinner party and, you know, whether they've learned to love each other more or they hate each other even more. Yeah. What's it going to be, do you reckon? You're going to, it's going to be a final dinner party and then final vows. Is that what you reckon? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, mm. I would say. I'd say final dinner party, move out. Yeah. And final vows. Although wow. the final dinner party will be on Wednesday. So when are they going to do the moving out? I have no clue. We've got to do some moving out though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, we've got to do some moving on yeah listen we're going to find out how it all works out very very shortly yep. can't wait take care everyone keep watching maps guys talk to you soon bye for now before you go just a quick request please like and subscribe to our podcast and if you can pop on a notification that way you'll know when our podcast drops if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com indicastreality at gmail.com